What's up, guys? It's your friendly neighborhood, Oklahoma here. Coming back to bring you another episode of your friendly neighborhood, Oklahoma podcast. This is episode nine. And I'm happy once again to be back here speaking to you guys. Uh, it's Wednesday, my dudes and dudettes, as per usual. Uh, this episode's a little bit uh, special to me because I got the pleasure of shoot recording this episode on the Moon Knight premiere. So uh, lucky me. Uh, shout out to Marvel Studios, Oscar Isaac, and uh, Kevin Feige for uh, making this happen. I accept this uh, great honor. Uh, I tip my hat to you. We will be discussing Moon Knight uh, into today's episode, of course, a little bit from my perspective. But good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you wonderful listeners who are listening to me and continue to listen to me, uh, whatever the time of day is for you that you guys have decided to tune in. I appreciate you guys, because without you guys, none of this would be possible. I know I thank you guys pretty much every episode, but it's something I want to continue to do because, again, right in my heart, that's where y'all are at. Like I said, Wednesday, my dudes here in Oklahoma. Uh, went from warm to cold in a blink of an eye, but you live in Oklahoma, you know, you have to learn not to depend on the fucking weather because, yeah, this, this is what we end up at. Uh, so... I know I'm a little bit late. I over the weekend, I got to. I think it was over the weekend or last week. Either way, from the from the time of the last episode to this episode, I finally got to to watch Jackass Forever. And I know it's all because I got Paramount Plus, and the reason I got Paramount Plus is because I wanted to mainly watch Halo. But little did I know. Paramount Plus also has all my nostalgic uh, Nickelodeon uh, shows I grew up on. Uh, Rocket Power, Hey Arnold, Cat Dog. You know, if you're old like me, you know what shows I'm talking about. And I still watch those to this day. Uh, Rocket Power was has always been a, a staple in my childhood. And now, I, growing up as a skateboarding through the streets of Oklahoma and being in that scene, you know, just the extreme sports, the X Games, all that. Rock of Power just kind of hit home with that. And so I watch that actually periodically uh, when I'm at work on my breaks and my lunches and all that. If I'm not always, if I'm not watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia, because that show is just sheer gold. Uh, but back to the topic at hand. I, I finally got to watch Jackass Forever and holy shit. Out of the four movies they they put out, I want to say at least that's probably my favorite one. It was, I, <laughs> the show and the movies always caught me off guard. So getting to watch this one was kind of it wasn't it was I don't know the correct word to go with, but it was sad seeing the the people that you watch do stupid shit uh, for money and for our entertainment get so old. And you can see it. And the fact that they're still doing half this shit is is astounding. So bravo to uh, 
the Jackass crew and uh, bravo to them passing off the torch to some of the younger cats that they introduced in the movie. Um, I My favorite skit, I, I've told everybody I've talked to you about this, but my favorite skit from that whole movie had to be been uh, the Silence of the Lamb skit. I haven't laughed that hard in a very, very long time. So that was... <laughs> That was very well put together. Um, it was a little uh, sad to see uh, Bam Margera being only in one uh, skit uh, due to the uh, slight tear in the uh, friendship that he has with the majority of the Jackass crew and the stuff that's going on with his life. But uh, he's apparently back in rehab and is stepping away from the limelight to focus on himself, his family, his marriage and his kid and all that and his skateboarding. Bravo to that. It, it takes a lot for someone to check into something like that. Uh, granted, he's done it a few times and has not followed through, but you know, um, fall down six times, six times, stand up seven or whatever the, however the saying goes. Um, but he's looking healthier. He looks almost fucking identical to Phil, just minus the weight. Um, but no, I think it's a good thing if he's going to step away from the limelight. Hopefully he can mend the the bridges and friendships with uh, the Jackass crew. And maybe we'll see him not may- maybe doing the same stunts, but maybe we'll see him doing something with the crew in the near future after his recovery. And But no, every, we, we wish him a, a full and speedy recovery. Uh, with what his everything that's going on, but we're not here to necessarily fully talk about that. Uh, but no, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the rest of our topics of, of the evening, the day, or the morning. Again, whichever time you're listening to this. Uh, I came across, and I don't know why they might do it, but now, now I've tossed the idea around in my head, and it might not necessarily be a bad. Uh, move but they're discussing brainstorming whatever whatever have you uh the possibility to do a prequel to it uh stephen king's it um and i was a fan of the original with um oh shit i forgot his name oh shit that's embarrassing I can't remember his name. Who was it that he was? Tom Cur- uh, T- Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Holy shit. Uh, I'm glad I didn't have to look. I actually type that even more in for me to come up with. Uh, it kind of finally hit. Uh, I was a fan of, of Tim Curry's uh, adaption of it. I grew up obviously seeing the original. That one traumatized the ever loving piss out of me. I, my, I might add because that whole shower scene where he comes out of the drain, I was scared to take a fucking shower for like years. I mean, I still took a shower obviously, but that, that was traumatizing, yo. Like, (laughs) I mean, you gotta, you gotta think you're, you're a girl, you're a adolescent, not even like you're not even a teenager yet. And you get introduced to this movie. Right. And you're about the same age as the, the kid that's in that shower. And so, Next thing you know, the, the, the showers are spitting out blood and a fucking clown comes out of the drain. It is tormenting you. Yeah, that's going to scar me for a little fucking bit. So I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, being 31 now, that no longer plays in my head. 
Um, I'm more worried about getting if the drains clogged up or something like that and it being a logical sense instead of a mythical clown, demonic clown waiting in the drain to pull me down into the sewer to float with him. Um, but no, they're coming out with, they're discussing, not coming out with discussing ugh, a potential prequel to Stephen King's it. And the idea or the idea, the name title for said series would be, uh, called Welcome to Dairy. I kind of like the idea. I'm not going to lie. Um, because in both movies, they kind of only give like a brief summary of who Pennywise is and all that. So if they, depending on how they did it and who they brought in um, character-wise and how far back they did it, because Pennywise had like a long... Uh, deep history of being in dairy from like ages. So not entirely sure how far back they intend on going. Uh, I'm sure as the information comes out, we'll know more and I can come back and we can discuss it. If it even goes any further. Um, oh shit. My bad guys. It's, it, it's been a long day. I'm, I'm like low key, like exhausted, but, um, no, we'll see how it goes. Uh, like I said, it was I liked this uh, the remake of the of of it, so maybe they can do right by it. I don't know. Usually, sometimes prequels are like shit. Like Star Wars one, two, and three. I'm not saying they were shit, but I'm not saying they were great great either. I just I don't know. Nobody needed to be introduced to Jar Jar Binks. Let's just, let's just chop it up for how it is. Jar Jar Binks was a, a, a god awful adaption, or inter, a character not adaption, just a character in general. Uh, Misa wished that never fucking happened. Um, but no, prequels they can go one or two ways, and I don't think. Actually, I can't even put my input on it uh, until I get more information. Then we'll go from there. Moving on. Uh, so I think it was last week. Yeah, it was after uh, after Wednesday's show last week. Uh, I got to come home, and I had already told my girlfriend and my kid that today is Halo Day. Like, everything, like, I need absolute peace to watch this. And it had been a long day. I had busted my ass at work uh, with how busy we were and all that. And I was excited because I knew I was going to come home and watch Halo. It was Halo Day. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and I watched the majority of it. I fell asleep uh, on like maybe like the last little bit of it. And it wasn't because it was boring to me. It was just because I was absolutely exhausted. Um, but <laughs> I have read a lot of y'all's reviews on the show. And I, I can understand why some of you guys are upset. But I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to play devil's advocate. I think Halo is really good. There, I said it. I think it was a beautiful adaption. Uh, I like how they captured Master Chief. The one thing I will critique is that I don't believe they should have shown his face in the very first fucking episode. That is something, if you grew up playing a game like I did, and which many of you probably did as well, we played for like ever 
it never saw the Master Chief's face. We were always teased about it, and there was always like a, a glitch in the game where you could um, like rotate the camera or something like that and see the Master Chief's face, which was just like a generic little fucking face. And but seeing the face in the live adaption, I'm I'm content with the character. I just wish they would have held off and done a face reveal later on down the road like i just it shouldn't have been like right off the bat also in the episode fuck them kids apparently because they i didn't know how rating wise and like mature the show was gonna get but slowly into the show those kids get murked like i'm and not just like a fatal like just a small little bullet no these motherfuckers were getting blasted and I just wasn't expecting them to get wrecked like that. That was insane. And the blood, like, I know, like, in today's society, like, oh, we can't show that much violence and because, uh, blah, blah, blah. no, that, that was holy hell. Um, but I did like how they introduced the Spartans, the whole Spartan program. I'm anxious to see how this takes off. Uh, and I did get a uh, legitimate goosebumps though. Um, toward the end of the episode when they started playing the, Oh, the, the humming that we all know and grew up on that is instilled in our brain till the very last breath that we take. Um, I got goosebumps because it took me back to my childhood and it was awesome to just to hear that, see that. So yeah, I'll play devil's advocate. Halo, the series on Paramount. Good. I give it, I, I give it the green light. Granted, it could go in the shitter real fast with the next couple episodes, but we'll see. Right now, I'm on board. Um, but speaking of like how today's society is like fidgety over like blood and violence and all that, they remastered, not remastered, but edited, re-edited the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on some of the violence and the blood that are in that show on Disney plus. And I'm like, why? Like you give a fair warning, right? Like right off the top. Like why edit that out? I mean, I'm glad I saw the original version before, like they edited it out, but I just got news of this today. Like that's insane. And I'm not here to step on toes or anything like that. I mean, well, sometimes, but if you, it's more of a of a, of a mature show. If you and if you know that ahead of time, why the fuck are you watching and then bitching? Like, I'm here for the I'm I'm here for the for the whole for the all the way through. Like, I just stop being so soft. It's like I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm getting on a pedestal that I'm, I don't want to get on and or a soapbox, and that's what not that's not what we're here for. We're here to have fun. We're here to you know, go on and talk about all the, the wonderful news in the comic and nerd world and all that. Um, but another thing this week that I'm very, very looking forward to, or actually two things now that I think about it, um, Sonic 2 drops this week. And yeah, Sonic 2, I... I'm so excited for that. And I kind of already read maybe a little bit too much into the forums 
and I might have potentially ruined the post credit scene for myself. I'm not going to discuss show or discuss what I found until after I see the movie. Um, but I will. What I will say is that apparently, because the first one show the very first Sonic had a post credit scene, which by the way I love that they're doing post credit scenes because it gives us a little taste that one they're confident that the movie is going to continue or the 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 franchise is going to continue, and two, um. They know that people are going to stick around for it, or maybe those kind of go hand in hand. I don't know. Anyways, um, I think supposedly that this post credit scene that is at the end of Sonic 2 is foreshadowing a lot of future movies with a lot of fan favorite nostalgic characters. That's all I'm going to say. Until I watch this, I won't continue, but. I read it and I'm like, yo, this is fucking true. I'm even more invested than I was after the first Sonic. I just hope that Jim Carrey's mustache gets like even bushier and he gets more like chaotic and whatnot. Cause he, I think he plays a great Jim Carrey or he plays a, a great Jim Carrey. He plays it. <laughs> Holy shit. He plays a great Robotnik, Dr. Robotnik. Not, he doesn't play. He plays a great Jim Carrey because he is Jim Carrey. Holy shit. My bad, y'all. Um, so, and I know I've talked about it a lot in a lot of episodes um, about Doctor Strange 2 coming up in the next couple weeks. Can't fucking wait. Uh, I am like anxiously waiting for ticket sales or pre-sales to go on because I'm doing it like I did No Way Home. Um, but we know the director is Sam Rami, who also directed the first very first Spider-Man three or Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire rumor going around is that Sam Rami is being asked a lot to come back and do a Spider-Man four that ties in with what has been going on in the MCU. Now that we've connected the, the universes of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland together, we know those universes are existence of existent of one another and know each other and all that. So there's a petition, not necessarily petition per se going around to get Sam Rami to come back and do a Spider-Man four. I hope to hell that happens because like I said, we all grew up on a, excuse me. Y'all, I just, I just had dinner pork chops if you're wondering, and I am completely full. Um, Sam Romney, uh with Tobey Maguire coming back, obviously, to reprise his role as Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man. Um, this has not been confirmed nor denied by either party of Sam or Tobey. So hopefully, depending on, not even depending on, when Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness does very well in the box office, and Sam Rami, Rami, Rami is back in everyone's mind again, even more after this huge blockbuster hit. I think it's going to happen. I, I'm going to go ahead and call it. I see him doing it because the uh, there is... Because Sam Rami had, quote-unquote, a rough draft, if you will, of what he wanted to do for Spider-Man 4. And it, it was going to introduce the Vulture... And stuff like that. Now, I don't think that if he does move forward with 
doing a Spider-Man 4, he will do a Vulture. I think he'll, since now we've already seen a Vulture in uh, Tom Holland's uh, universe, and apparently whatever universe Morbius is in, we're going to see the Vulture again because Michael Keaton's already in it. I don't know if we'll see him as the Vulture in there. So we'll see if we actually get to see him as replaying his role as the Vulture. Um, I would like to see what characters they plan to introduce in Spider-Man 4 if they do it and what the effects are from uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man being in Tom Holland's universe and being sent back and all that. But to circle back around, if you guys will follow me, to what comes out this weekend is Morbius. And yes, just like all of everyone else, I have read the reviews, I've read the Rotten Tomatoes rating, and everyone is shitting on the movie, and how Jerry Leto is a, a bad Morbius, and the cinematography, and there's just been a whole list. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to watch this movie. Even if it's a flop, I mean, I watched Suicide Squad with Jerry Leto, and it was a flop. The only reason I watched that movie was mainly because of Harley Quinn was played by Margot Robbie. That was really the main reason. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, but no, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to gather my own review, as you all should. And we're going to discuss it, hopefully next week. But I look forward to it. Uh, my girlfriend wants to watch it, and I'm sure, I, I'm sure you guys can understand why. I'm going for the storyline. She's not. You do the math. You, you put it together. I love her. But... I get it. She, yeah. Anyways, um, oh, where was I at? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, we could. We, I could. I could talk a little bit more about Morbius. I, I I've watched a little bit more of the clips and all of Morbius. Um, and yeah, like I said, I know everyone's shitting on the movie right now, but not all of us. That this is just from. These are from like. I believe stuck up people, but then a lot of people, again, a lot of y'all bitched about Halo. I liked, like I said, I liked it. I liked Halo. So I think I'm going to like Morbius. I'm going in there with an open mind and I'm going to hope for the best. So if we can't, I think I said it in a couple episodes ago that you got, Oh yeah. It was during the, the when they dropped the, the teaser for uh, Miss Marvel. A lot of people are just really there. You're, you're not going to be happy. You guys are going to find something to nitpick at and stuff like that just to make it awful. So that's on you guys at this point. But to move on. Sorry, it's starting to get dark in here. I had to turn off the light. Um, what this main this episode was mainly kind of circled around is a uh, moon night. The premiere for Moon Knight was today, and I got, okay, so I get up at 4 o'clock every day to to prep myself for work and whatnot, and so, of course, Moon Knight dropped at uh, midnight, whoa, oh, I was reading something else, um, Moon Knight dropped at midnight, uh, I was kind of hoping for an early release, because I didn't want to watch it, like, early in the morning, but, you know, whatever, um, so I get up at 4 and I was watching, and it dawned on me. I was like, oh, shit, hey, the, today's the premiere. So I started watching at like 4.45 in the morning, and I finished it uh, around 5 in the morning. Usually, it takes a lot for me not to uh, 
watch TV or a show and scroll on my phone and all that. The the first episode had me fucking hooked. Uh, I loved all the the audio and the music that they had for it. It really played hand in hand with the the whole DID. Uh, disassociative, uh, the di- disassociative, uh, something disorder, the split personality disorder. Um, and I loved every scene. Um, but it all played well hand in hand, and I'm excited to see where the he the show ends up taking off like where it is what time it is placed in the MCU and where they end up, where the Marvel t- ends up taking Mark Spector um Oscar Isaac Bravo you absolutely killed the role uh for Moon Knight and I don't know much about Moon Knight so that and that was another reason why I didn't touch my phone or like try to like I I paid very close attention as much as I could being up at four o'clock in the morning um to watch this but I learned a little bit more about who Mark Spector is, um, who Steven with a V is, and all that. The whole back and forth between him and his multiple personalities, loved it. I loved the, the references to um, big like movies in the, the world, like they referenced Avatar, uh, I love the whole the 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 scene the scene the the title name for the episode being uh, about the goldfish and how since he has that uh, disorder the DID disorder it uh, he has like the the memory span of a goldfish and if you don't know that a, mem- a goldfish has a very small very small memory so with him having this disorder he's bouncing around and doesn't recall shit. And so it could be like low key, not even low key, like high key traumatizing. And so that kind of explains like him. You start to see him kind of spiraling out. Um, But I will say by the end of the episode, I was sitting there like, no, yo, like I need like give me the the, the other five episodes because I can't just sit here with just and wait a week. I'm going to wait another week. But that first episode of Moon Knight killed it. I I absolutely loved it. Um, The action was great. The I, I did. I didn't have anything to critique on it. Like, like I said, I don't know much about Moon Knight. I'm still doing more research to kind of get more well known with who he is. But I liked the whole the first episode. It was action packed. It was informative. Uh, I can't wait to see kind of like the backstory that with the flashbacks they do in later in the episodes to kind of give you more in depth of uh, what's going on. But I did like how Ethan Hawke has shot down every rumor for possible cameos in the show. And so if there are any cameos, bravo to everyone that has been behind it because they have kept it under wraps. They might Marvel might be getting better about keeping stuff under wraps because they did a phenomenal job with No Way Home and with everyone we got to see come into No Way Home. Um, but no, Moon Knight... I give it a I give it an A plus, and I look forward to watching it every week for the next five weeks now, up until to tide me over until Doctor Strange two. Yes, I talk about Doctor Strange two a lot because by the 
when I started this podcast. It was around that time when I started getting all my information and I started this. So yeah, I'm going to talk about it a lot, but I'm trying to branch. Um, speaking of which, because uh, we're coming to a close, you guys, obviously. I try to keep it short and sweet for you guys because I don't want to overload you guys. Um, I've had this podcast for about two months now. I finally hit over 100. I hit 100 plays in a little over about two months. Um, some might see that as a slow kind of takeoff. I take it as a milestone and something I'm very proud of. So thank you all who have helped share this podcast, listen to this podcast, refer this podcast, you know, the whole kit and caboodle from the whole list. I appreciate you guys. Um, and this podcast wouldn't be anything without you guys. So I deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, what I do ask is if you could still re, uh, rate the show, uh, leave me a review and just help me continue to hit the share button, refer, send this to your friends. Um, you know, help me help you. Uh, I also am in talks to talk with the East Coast Avengers podcast. Uh, they're more well known and renowned than I am, but their content is phenomenal. Um, and I hope to guest a star or guest host, whatever whatever the correct term is on their podcast in the near future, as well as, uh, the one I need to get back to them. They, they've messaged me, uh, the insert thing here podcast. Um, the one that is recorded out of England. Um, so I'm getting more people to reach out and possibly either be coming on the show or, um, me going on their show and helping me promote this podcast, just like you guys have been doing. Um, damn, I couldn't speak fast enough. So we're going to come to this and then I'm going to do my closing now. I couldn't speak fast enough, you guys. So I had to break the podcast. I know it flows very well together when I, now that I can do this on anchor, but, oh, speaking of which, before I do my closing, uh, please don't laugh at the, uh, the ad read I did and made for anchor. <laughs> to do for this podcast but uh you know i finally got to record that it is cringy and i hope you guys laughed and liked it as much as i laughed at it and liked it uh it's funny i took about five to ten tries to shoot it so uh go me uh it was very frustrating but no that's it for uh episode nine of your friendly neighborhood oklahoma podcast uh i'm gonna call it a night I'm going to go relax, uh, probably have a beer or two from one of the breweries around here in OKC. Drink local, support local businesses, you guys. Um, and yeah, until next week, you guys, uh, be proud of your nerd self. Keep it nerdy. And I'll talk nerdy with you guys next week. I love you guys. I'm out. Oh,